Welcome back, Atlanta. Uh, why is he always yelling at you when he's singing? Steven Tyler, that's what he does. He just yells. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, but I like yeah. it. I, I mean, I get it. But he's yeah, other people seem to like it too, Alfie. Well, I, you I, said I, he was number five on your top Oh yeah. List. But some of these early songs. So why are you bitching I'm about not, the way he sings? I'm just saying early in... In the early days of Aerosmith, he would just be yelling at you. He's yeah. always yelling. Now, and now yeah. he's a little more mellow. He still, little, no, he still yells all well, the time. I mean, he still yells. He but, still yells all the time. I mean, I'm time. just talking about the song types. Still yells all the time. Hey. Welcome back to your move, Atlanta, right here on AM640. Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm your host. I'm joined in the studio by my man, Alfie. I don't even Hello. know that we have mentioned, Alfie, if you want to reach us uh, during the show or after, it's yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, Atlanta.com, yourmoveatlanta.com. You can uh, connect with us. You can connect with us on social media. You can ask questions. You can say you think Alfie's stupid, Cleve's stupid, We've <laughs> what we've said is not right. Whatever you feel like you need to do, go to yourmoveatlanta.com and feel free to do that. We've got one of our favorite expert advisors on now, John Birchfield of Brand Mortgage. Welcome, John. Hey, what's up, guys? And we are doing great. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us for this segment of the show. What I'd like to talk about, um, John, is what are some of the common mistakes you see buyers make after they start the process of getting their loan that derails that loan? Because, you know, we have some situations where where people do things and uh, they were qualified and now they're not qualified. And yeah. uh, I want to make sure that everybody who's out there who is listening, who's thinking about buying a home, knows the two do to uh, the not to do list so tell us tell us yeah. what you've seen john yeah we call those the landmines yeah right? they can blow up right yep. when you're just cruising through the field and then something blows up on you yep. um, number one without a doubt is when a borrower makes a large deposit into their checking or savings account that cannot be documented that's going to throw the underwriters for a loop big time so so john i have to ask now, like, yeah. like, where have you seen people get money from that was not documented? I mean, like, what are you talking about? Drug money? Cash. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what the underwriters going to assume, yeah. right? But it's cash. You know, people have been saving. Um, you know, oh, they, so, they, like, they, they literally they, had it at home. Yeah, I mean, oh. or family. You know, there'll be family that's had, it, had, it, had some savings at home. They hear their nephew is buying a house, and they hand them $1,000 in cash and say, hey. Congratulations. And they run to the checking account and deposit that. And that can create havoc in the loan process because now we have unverifiable funds that we're trying to use for the mortgage transaction. And so what happens when that happens? Like, what, what do you do? Do you have to, to continue to look around until you can actually verify? I mean, what happens? What happens is, is we're going to take the available balance that's in the checking account and we would have to back out or subtract the large unverifiable deposit from the available assets when we underwrite the loan. Right. So, so in other words, we very well leave them short. Would they qualify without it? it? Okay. Would they yep. qualify without it? And if that's and if they needed it to qualify, then they might have to go very well find another thousand dollars from somewhere. That's right. All right. Now that's, we gotta go look for, for some additional savings. That's number one. Remember Atlanta, no drug money. Do not <laughs> accept drug money during the process of buying <laughs> buying a house or getting a loan. All right, what's next? That's you, it. Number what was that? Two, well, hold on, Alfie. What was that? Alfie's got sound effects. He thinks you he's cute. Get high? Oh, you want to get high? Good Lord. <laughs> All right, Alfie. Back it down. Alfie, back it down. Okay, Birchville, what's next? <laughs> number two. Number two, we got opening up new credit accounts. Yeah. Right. And this may sound obvious, but uh, it, one that may not be quite so obvious is, is co-signing for a family member's debt. Right. 
brother, cousin comes to you. Hey, I need help buying a car. Can you co-sign with me? Oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, thinking that it's, it's, it may not be that impactful to their own credit, but that's a brand new credit account and they're going to be held liable to that new debt that they're taking on. And what happens is that other person, whoever's responsible for paying it doesn't affect them at all because they're not the ones that are uh, signing for the yeah. thing. Yeah. But so, yeah. so John, if you're listening, uh, if, if someone's listening, I mean, it could be that opening a new account does not cause a problem at all. But what you're saying is before you do anything, it sounds like, you need to have a conversation with the lender. Am I right or wrong? Or, or, or should you just thank not you do for, anything? Thank you for clarifying that. Or should I, you I not do anything? I say more than that. As we go through this list, you're going to see that probably 80% of the time this is not going to be an issue. The thing is, is when your loan officer doesn't know about it. Yeah. Okay. Because then it's going okay. to come up way too late in the process and create more havoc in terms of staying in your timelines, making sure you get approved on time, making sure close on time because your loan officer finds these things out way too late. Love it. Number one, no drug money going into the account. Number two, or no, no unmarked bills going in. <laughs> Number two, no co-signing for anybody and don't open new accounts Yeah. without having number a conversation with be, them. Okay. Yeah. Number three is going to be a little less obvious for folks. It's going to be, do not close any credit accounts. That and that, currently that seems crazy because it seems like if you closed an account, it would make you a better credit risk. I understand why it doesn't, but listeners might not understand why that doesn't work that way. But listeners might not understand. I've always, I've always wondered that as well. Well, it's, it's, hit us well, with the explanation. Yeah. And Alfie needs it. Yeah, I need it, to know, John. It's, it's all about the credit score. Again, if the lender never has to update the credit report, if the credit report doesn't expire by the time you get to closing, then it likely will have no effect. So it's all about communication. Right. Right. And communicating to the loan officer. But if we do have to update the credit report and credit scores for any reason, if you have closed an account, then that is a huge factor in credit scores. Because remember what what is the what is making a credit score good or not is the utilization of credit. So if you close down a credit account, now you have less credit available to you, so your credit utilization might have increased. So, so I mean, let me ask you a question. Then. So let's say I have never opened up a credit card account ever, and I don't have any credit. If I yeah. opened up and went and got five credit cards but never used them for anything, yeah. maybe just maybe gas or something that I could always pay off at the end of the month and pay the bill, right. does that give me better credit than a person who has one credit card who's continuously using it and getting close to the limit? Absolutely. Okay. Big time. Yeah. The answer is yes, yes, yes. Okay. So they want yes, to see, yes and, yes. and John, I'm only going to say this because you mentioned it two or three shows ago, that they want to see your credit utilization 30% or less, 25% or less. So if you have a $10,000 balance, keep it 2000 or 2500 Am I saying that correctly, John? You got it. Okay, good. Okay, let's move on. That's number three. What's number four? Number four, last one I wrote down, uh, and you would not believe how common this is, but it's changing the status of your employment. Okay. Now, I John, guess the, John, John, you cannot right? freaking be serious. It People quit the their job in the middle <laughs> of getting a loan. Well, yeah, quit. Okay, I had one retire just last week. We called for the final verification of employment day before closing. They said they retired in July. It was a new construction deal, been around for a little while. We're like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. Hey, you know what? They still qualified. They with still qualified. so with their no retirement problem. income. Of course. Okay. But we didn't know about it. Yeah. So so in this particular case, it just kind of backed you up a few days. You had to get a little more details and get a little exactly. understanding of what was going on and qualifying with different income. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly. Okay. But let me let me let me let me tell you what's more common. Okay. When we think about change of employment, your mind went to, hey, I quit my job. Yeah. What's more common is is somebody might change positions within right. a company. Maybe they're inside sales being salary, they get promoted to outside sales commission. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking that's gonna hurt their mortgage status at all. 
Ooh. And guess what? It can change how well, their income is calculated. The way and how yeah. much you count. Because it depends on how much at that point they're selling and how much instead of just getting a, the same salary exactly. every uh, every month, now it's going to fluctuate depending on yep, what he does. It becomes variable income. Mm. So we've got to look at deal. that differently and different guidelines are going to play, play a part in that. Big deal. If you just joined us, you're listening to Your Move Atlanta right here on AM650, Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. I'm Cleve <laughs> Gaddis. You're Hey, what I say, six fifty. Hey, I'm six forty. Atlanta's home. I will call out the numbers however I choose to. Alfie, am six forty. Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. You're listening to some show on some freaking station, you and know, I've got a guy named Alfie here with me, and I've got my you know favorite lender. To. I've got my favorite lender, John Birchfield, with Brand Mortgage, uh, on the line with us. By the way, if you need to reach John Birchfield, six seven eight two two six seven eight eight seven six seven eight two two six seven eight eight seven. Best way to reach him, you can also go to Jay Birchfield. That's with a U B U R C H F I E L D dot brandmortgage.com. Jay Birchfield dot brandmortgage.com. John, we always appreciate you coming uh, on the show and sharing your uh, lender wisdom. Uh, we know you have the heart of a teacher, and if somebody's out there and they're looking to apply for a loan, our suggestion is reach out. That's exactly right. Reach out to John Birchfield, 678 226 7887. Uh, let him take good care of you because he's got a heart of a teacher. Uh, we need to, John, <laughs> Alvy and I need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about whether or not appraisal requirements for loans up to $400,000 have been removed. We've got a listener in Norcross who believes they have. We're going to answer that question. Stick with us. We'll be back. <laughs> 